Greetings. Today's podcast is entitled Biblical Sources of Government. This is Perry Green with God in America, and I thank you for listening to our daily podcasts. And I encourage you to go to our website, godinamerica.com. That's God and the letter N and America.com. And take a look at other resources that we have. We sometimes talk about biblical principles that our country was founded upon, and that's a bold statement to some people. There are people who have discounted the religious aspect of our founding and framing, yet it is there. Historians have dissected thousands of the writings of our early history. They found that the number one source in those writings was the Bible. Many of the other sources cited can also find a biblical basis in them. Knowing that our government is one of the institutions of God, our founders and framers used Scripture to establish our republic. Paul wrote of government in Romans chapter 13, verse 1. He said, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there's no, uh, there's no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. In another lesson, we will talk about the level of submission that God expects to government. Today, simply notice that government, like the family and the church, is ordained of God. We have no qualms about preaching sermons on the church or on families, but what happened to preaching about God's institution of government? Please remember that while we use some democratic principles, we are not a pure democracy. We're a republic. That was done on purpose by our forefathers. A democracy just needs a 51% vote to take it in in any direction. A republic has a representative government that requires other approaches. But today, let's look at a very few passages that show us the basis for certain aspects of our government. I want to begin with talking about the separation of powers. Our founders knew that we have a corrupt nature as people. So they built into our governmental system ways to maintain accountability. We see our need for checks and balances from passages like Jeremiah 17, verse 9. Here he says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Our founders developed a system that would help keep tyranny in check. They did not want to create a new monarchy with all of the real power resting in one person who could become and likely would become corrupt. Notice that the Lord has all power and our government would be subdivided under his activities. Isaiah 33 verse 22 says, For the Lord is our judge, the Lord is our lawgiver, the Lord is our king, he will save us. Here are the three branches to our government, judicial, the law-making in our Congress, and also the executive branch. So we have the separation of powers based on the Bible. Ezra 7 verse 24 tells us about tax exemptions. He said, We also notify you that it shall not be lawful to impose tribute, custom, or toll on any one of the priests, the Levites, the singers, the doorkeepers, the temple servants, or other servants of this house of God. Churches enjoy tax-exempt status that came before there ever was such a thing as 501c3. The Republican form of government stated in Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution reads like this, The United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government, 
and shall protect each of them against invasion. And on application of the legislature or the executive, when the legislature cannot be convened, against domestic violence. This is based on Jethro's advice to Moses in Exodus 18, verse 21. He said, They are moreover look for able men from all the people, men who fear God, who are trustworthy and hate a bribe, and place such men over the people as chiefs of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, and tens. As a result, our founders developed a representative form of government called a republic, and again, it is not a democracy. Article 3, Section 3 of our Constitution reads this way, Treason against the United States shall consist only in levying war against them or in adhering to their enemies, giving them aid and comfort. No person shall be convicted of treason unless on the testimony of two witnesses to the same overt act or on confession in open court. The biblical basis for this provision comes from Deuteronomy 17, verse 6. It reads, on the evidence of two witnesses or of three witnesses, the one who is to die shall be put to death. A person shall not be put to death on the evidence of one witness. And then in Ezekiel 18 verse 20, he adds another important part to our capital punishment system. The one who commits such a crime deserves death, not those of his family also. Ezekiel 18.20 reads, The soul who sins shall die. The son shall not suffer for the iniquity of the father, nor the father suffer for the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself. Well, there are many other examples, but you can see the foundation that our forefathers used to establish our national government is the Bible. They had a biblical worldview, and God ruled over their lives. So as we close this lesson, I want to encourage us to keep the light of God's rule burning. 